Gracious God, Almighty Father, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be acceptable in your sight this day and every day through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Who are you? How do you identify yourself? Whom do you consider yourself to be? I admit it's kind of a vague question, and it can be answered in a variety of ways. But it all boils down to this. You are what others say about you. And you are what you say about yourself. The German theologian Oswald Bayer said that you cannot escape the evaluations of others, nor can you escape the evaluation you make of yourself every day. In other words, your identity is formed by a series of judgments, judgments that others are constantly making about you and judgments that you're making about yourself. That's who you are. You are what others say about you and what you're saying about you. And remember, bear in mind, what others say about you goes a long way toward determining what you are saying about yourself. Now, last week in our Gospel reading, we saw Jesus reject the traditions of the elders, the hand-washing and so on. Not that it's a bad thing in and of itself, but when it, when it overshadows the Word of God, it's not a good thing. All the worse for the traditions. Jesus rejected them. And that was pretty extreme, to reject the traditions of the elders that have been handed down for generations. But today, Jesus, in our Gospel reading, does something even more extreme than that. Today, Jesus seems to be rejecting, and in a, in a sense, he is. Not just traditions, but the Word of God itself. At least, that part of Scripture that concerns Israel's dietary laws. Verses 18 and 19 in our Gospel reading, on the back of your bulletin, And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him or make him unclean? since it enters not his heart but his stomach, and then is expelled. Thus he declared all foods clean. Now if you know your Old Testament, you know that the Jews were prohibited from eating pork, shellfish, a number of other things. This was part of the separation of his people from the Gentiles who would offer their food to idols, and the Jews were not to engage in any sort of idolatry whatsoever. But Roman numeral one, that being said, who is Jesus to be nullifying, changing the dietary laws for the people of God? Who is he? 
letter A, this is from a well-known passage from Matthew 5, Sermon on the Mount. Do not think that I have come, and listen carefully to this, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've not come to abolish, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass, not the smallest letter or stroke shall pass from the law until all is accomplished. Now notice what he's saying. The law and the prophets are temporary. They're temporary. They remain until heaven and earth pass away and until all is accomplished. Letter B. According to Scripture now, Heaven and earth are already passing away. They're already passing away. And all things are now already fulfilled in Christ. All things are fulfilled in Christ. How do we know that? A lot of scriptures. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7, verse 31. St. Paul writes, For this world, in its present form, is passing away. And then St. Paul also writes, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. In John 19, when our Lord hung on the cross, he said, It is finished. And then he bowed his head and gave up the Spirit. Now Jesus said, It is finished. Because he had just finished fulfilling all that had been written of him. That's the context of his words. He drank something. He said, I thirst in order to fulfill the scripture. And then he said, it's finished. And St. Paul writes in Romans 10 that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to all who believe. He's the end of it for righteousness to all who believe. That is to say, Christ is the fulfillment of the scriptures. When he came and when he finished his work, the old creation began to pass away. And it's still passing away today. And the new creation began to come into being. And it's already here. Not in its fullness, but it is truly here. You and I are new creations in Jesus. Jesus himself is the firstborn of the new creation. He's the firstborn of the dead. He is the beginning of the new creation itself. And you and I are part of it. It's already arrived. And so when Jesus nullifies the dietary laws, he's saying the new age has come. It's already begun. It's already here. The old is passing away, you see. So he has every right to nullify what was said earlier. Its time is done. Letter C. Jesus came to fulfill the law and prophets to give them their full meaning. And he is that full meaning. The dietary laws were merely a sign pointing to Christ. And what matters is not the sign, 
but the reality to which it points. And that reality has come. He is the true spiritual food. He is the bread of life. And all the dietary restrictions were mere signs pointing to the reality, Christ, the bread of life. Roman numeral two, ordinary food, the kind of food you'll eat for lunch, cannot solve mankind's spiritual dilemma. It cannot do it. You, you know that. I know that. Letter A, we are sinful not from the outside in, but from the inside out. And that means our situation is hopeless. If it was from the outside in that that sin entered, then we could somehow wall it off and keep it away. We could avoid certain things and not be sinful. But the source of sin is not something outside of you and me. It is inside of us, in our hearts. And how do you get rid of that? It's beyond our ability, you see. Letter B, what's wrong with the world? If someone were to ask you what's wrong with the world, you should answer in two words, I am. Evil doesn't exist out there so much as it exists in here. And that means, letter C, salvation must come from outside of us, not from within. We are not Hindus. We are not Buddhists. We don't believe that salvation comes from within. There's no divine light inside of you that will save you. The light is outside of you. It's outside of me. It is Jesus Christ. So earlier I asked you, who are you? And I said that your identity, who you are, is formed by a series of judgments that others make about you and that you are constantly making about yourself. You're always evaluating yourself, just like others are. But you and those around you are not the only ones making judgments. God makes judgments about you as well. In the law, in his law, he judges you guilty, and rightly so, for even your conscience agrees with that Judgment of guilt. It knows, even if we try to suppress it, it knows our guilt is real. But in the gospel, God pronounces the guilty to be innocent. He judges the unclean to be clean. Roman numeral three, food does not matter to God. People do. People do. Letter A, the God who pronounces all food clean, pronounces us clean on account of Christ. We read in the book of Genesis, Abraham believed God, and God counted it to him as righteousness. He didn't do anything. He believed in the God who did everything for him, who called him out of Ur of the Chaldees, and gave him the promise of progeny, ultimately culminating in the Christ himself. He believed it. And God reckoned Abraham as perfectly square and righteous and acceptable in his sight. That's justification. And St. Paul picks up on this. He says, to the one who does not work, but who trusts 
God who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited to them as righteousness. And St. Paul writes, just as the disobedience of the one man made many sinners, so the obedience of the one man, Christ Jesus, makes many righteous. And I love this scene in the book of Acts where Peter, in Acts chapter 10, is on a rooftop praying. And he sees this vision from God. And a large sheet is coming down from the sky. And on this sheet are all kinds of unclean animals. And the voice from heaven says, Arise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter says, Oh, by no means, Lord, nothing unclean has ever entered my mouth. See, implying that I'm, I'm kind of holy in and of myself and, and uh, defilement comes from outside me. No. God said this. He said, don't call anything unclean that I have cleansed. Three times this happened. The uncleanness is within. We need the cleansing from outside of ourselves. Do not call anything unclean that God has made clean. So let her be what we could never do and would never do for others, and that is to justify the wicked, to justify the guilty. We would never do that. God did it for us all. And to understand how radical that is, imagine this. Imagine two men standing before a judge. One is completely innocent of any wrongdoing, and he has proof of it. And the other is as guilty as can be, and he admits it. Now, for any judge on this planet, that would be a very simple open and shut case. But this judge that I'm thinking of does something no judge on earth would ever do. This judge pronounces a judgment of innocence upon the guilty man, the man who admitted his guilt. And the same judge pronounces a judgment of guilty upon the man who was innocent of all wrongdoing. Now, the point is simply this. You and I are the guilty man who's pronounced innocent, and Jesus is the innocent man who is pronounced guilty in our place. That is the gospel. But if any judge on earth did that, we would either vote him out of office, or if we couldn't vote him out of office, we would impeach him out of office. But what no judge on earth could or would ever do, God did for you through his son Jesus. My friends, you are the sum total of what others say about you and what you say about yourself. And what you say about yourself, you better believe, is heavily influenced by what others are saying of you. Well, Jesus is saying something about you today. He's saying something about you in your baptism. He's saying something about you in the absolution, the forgiveness spoken earlier at the beginning of this worship service. He's saying something about you in the Lord's Supper and in every sermon heard here. He's saying something about you. My friends, the Christ who declares all foods clean declares you clean in his sight as well. And whatever he says about you should heavily influence what you believe about yourself. My friends, more than any other judgment about you, 
Christ's judgment establishes what you really are. And it ought to form the basis of what you think about yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.